mention uh, giving and offering, I almost always forget. So uh, that's what happens when Pastor Daphne leaves because she usually she stands right here. And you may not notice this, but she stands right here and she looks at me and she goes, if I forget stuff. So uh, uh, <laughs> if you've got a gift you want to give, uh, you want to worship in that way today, um, there, you know, there's boxes at, at every door leaving the church. Um, if you want to give a gift, do that. Or you can give most of our giving, probably 90, 90% of our giving is done through uh, the app text to give um, in the website. So, um, but we, we definitely believe in generosity. We serve a generous God. Amen. We want to be generous people, and in fact, that's what I'm talking about today, uh, uh, being generous to our community. Um, if you want to turn, before we get started, if you want to turn with Psalm 112 with me, uh, I want to speak briefly this morning. We're going to do a little series, uh, kind of in between. It's weird, because January, you know, you, 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 come, you run towards the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all those things, and all of a sudden, January hits here, and you're just like, what do we do now? And so, and so I'm like, well... Let's do the, the next thing coming up is like Valentine's Day. And so I said, let's just do a series on love because our mission at Community Church North Webster is to love people. And, and we have three, we, we say three things. Come on. We say we love big, we love always, and we love forward. So for the next few weeks, we're just going to dive into that mission statement for this church and what we really mean by that. Um, and I have a, a few announcements uh, to give before we go any further. And uh, number one is we have business meeting. Every year we have an annual church business meeting, uh, usually in January, and we conduct some business. And, and I always say that's the, the least fun thing that we do in ministry and at church is doing like business stuff. But we have to be good stewards of what God gives us. Amen. And so we do these, and uh, our constitution and bylaws requires us, the way, we're, the way we're organized, it requires us to have a business meeting at least yearly. And so uh, we're going to do that um, next Sunday evening at 6. Uh, so please, if you are a member, please, please be there. Um, if you're not a member, you're absolutely welcome to join uh, with us that evening and just fellowship and just kind of see how we do that. Um, and uh, it's just, it's, it's something uh, that um, we get the opportunity to do. God gives us this this great facility and this great organization to be a part of, so we got to take care of it. Um, Beast Feast is coming up uh, February 19th, so guys, get ready for that. Don't clean out your freezer just yet. Uh, all that wild game meat that you got over the season, uh, be thinking about something to cook. We have some crazy uh, prizes. We got some gentlemen out uh, out there doing work, um, coming up with prizes. I called one guy and I was like, "Hey man, can you help me come up with some prizes?" And like that day, he had some like bigger prizes than we've ever had. And it was like within an hour and I'm like, bro, calm down. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, get ready for that. It's going to be at Cullen Fire Department on February 19th. That's going to be fun. And then of course, men's retreat is coming up uh, March 3, uh, 3, 4, 5. Uh, if, if you haven't been, I, I encourage you guys to go plug into that. It's a great time. Uh, God does some, some really cool things at men's retreat. And I believe that registration is open. So if you go to Louisiana um, Assemblies of God website, you can find that. It's laaog.org. And so, but let's jump into this. So if we look at Psalm 112, it says, um, and my version is a little different than what you've got. Uh, I'm reading out of the 
common English Bible, um, and I think we've got NIV on the, on the thing, so just, it, it's okay. Uh, it says, praise the Lord, those who honor the Lord, who adore God's commandments are truly happy. Can we just stop right there? How many of you, how many, uh, of you have ever wondered, uh, like, why am I just, ah, oh, man, I'm so unhappy right now, and then you realize, maybe I'm not doing what God's got me, uh, what God's supposed to, what God's got me, where I'm, what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm out of God's will. Um, their descendants will be strong throughout the land. The offspring of those who do right will be blessed. And remember, we just talked about blessed. And blessed doesn't mean rich in money. It means rich in peace and happiness, okay? Uh, they shine in the dark for others who do right. They are merciful, compassionate, and righteous. Those who lend generously are good people, as are those who conduct their affairs with justice. Yes, these sorts of people will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. They won't be frightened at bad news. Their hearts are steady, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are firm. They aren't afraid. In the end, they will witness their enemies' defeat. They will give, they give freely to those in need. Their righteousness stands forever. Their strength increases gloriously. The wicked see all this and fume. They grind their teeth but disappear to nothing. What the wicked want to see happen comes to nothing. So what is this talking about? It's talking about those people that are out there following God's commands and doing good for their community. It's saying that those people are blessed. Doesn't mean they're rich. Means they're peaceful. Means they're happy. Come on, it just it says that at the beginning of it that when you honor God's commands, that you have peace in your life and you have that happiness in your life. Does that mean that every day is rainbows and sunshine and butterflies? No, absolutely not. There's tough days, but it's okay. You can face a tough day with the peace in your heart, knowing that Jesus has got your back and He's got this situation. Amen. And so we've got, this, we've got this mission here at Community Church that we kind of break down, we kind of simplify, and the mission of the church is greater than just these three statements. The vision of the church is greater than these three statements. Ultimately, our goal is to grow closer to Jesus as people and to facilitate a place where people can grow closer and get to know Jesus better. Amen? Um, let's look at this. Uh, in the Assemblies of God, we teach that there's a fourfold mission of the church. And number one is the, the mission of the church is to be an agency of God for evangelizing the world. And so we mirror these four things at our local church level. Come on. And so we want to be a place. We want to be a base of evangelism, okay? We want to get out here and, and not just around this, this campus be telling the good news. Come on. We want to get outside and let people know, let people understand, hey, there's something better. There's a better thing than, than just stewing and being upset and staying in a mess. Come on. There's a better way. Come on. Uh, the early Christians called, they didn't call themselves Christianity. There was no first Baptist in Thessalonica. Come on. There was only something called the way. And when you see the little fish, that's how they, uh, that's how they found each other, okay? Uh, they were called the way. And so I want to tell you that it's our job as people of God to let other people know there's a better way. And maybe you know somebody and they're facing a lot of trials and a lot of messed up stuff in their life. And sometimes I just want to share with somebody and say, there is a better way. Am I judging you for what you're doing? No, but I'm seeing you struggle. And I love you, and I'm compassionate, and my heart breaks for you. And I want to tell you, 
there's a better way. Come on, I think we've all been there. Just having compassion for somebody. Maybe someone's struggling in relationships because sometimes red flags look like six flags when you're desperate. Come on, somebody. And uh, that missed some of y'all. It's okay. Uh, Listen, you see people struggling in things like that, and you just want to say there is a better way than jumping between relationships. There's a better way than uh, running from conflict. There's a better way than just hiding from things. Come on. Those who stand with the love of Christ in their heart and the, tr- and the truth that is Jesus in their brain and in their heart don't have to run away from those things. We can face trials because we know who holds tomorrow. So today is, is small potatoes. The second thing is to be a corporate body in which people can come and worship God. And so that's what we're doing today. Congratulations. You are part of the mission of the church right now. I'm so happy for you. We'll have a star sticker for you. Listen. We want to be a place where people can come and gather together and worship Jesus. Amen? And so that's why we get together and we do our songs. Even though I mess up most of them, we still do them. And you guys bear with me. We do our songs and we do our teaching. We gather together as God's people and worship. Okay? We gather together and there's something about it. There's something. Somebody texted me yesterday and said, Please don't cancel church. And I wasn't planning on canceling church, but I was encouraged by that text message because I'm thinking, come on, that fires me up. To see somebody else fired up about getting in church fires me up, amen? And so it's so exciting when you gather together with your friends and your family and you get under that word being preached. I I love listening to preaching. Uh, and, And don't get me wrong, I have a lot of fun preaching myself, but I like to listen to preaching. That's why when you see me sitting down here and... Or maybe you don't see me, but you hear me. Come on. If somebody else is preaching, I'm down here saying, come on, brother. Come on, sister. That's good. Uh Uh-huh. Come on. That's the way I like it. So good. You hear me doing all that, and I might be getting on your nerves, but let me just tell you something. I'm literally having fun. I love sitting under the preaching of God's word, especially when the preacher is feeling it. When that message has a hold of them, come on, it's so good. And so that's what we're doing. So we're gathered together as a corporate body worshiping. Number three is to be a channel of God's purpose to build a body of saints being perfected in the image of his son, of Jesus. Okay, so we want to gather together purposefully. We want to gather together and grow together. Come on. Can you say gather together? Now say grow together. Come on. We don't just want to come to church. We want to be the church. We don't want to just hang out and have a good time. We want to grow. And so don't ever get freaked out if if I, as your pastor, come to you and say, hey man, I noticed that you uh, cussed somebody out at Walmart because it was me. No, I noticed that you did that. Don't, don't freak out if I come to you and I say, hey man, are you struggling right now? Like, do we need to pray together? Am I coming after you? Absolutely not. I'm coming together with you. Come on. And listen, we don't ever want to stop growing. And sometimes growing hurts. It's got to cost you something. Amen. Before a seed can sprout, it has to die. All right. And so if we want to grow, it's got to cost us something. I was talking to a gentleman about tithing and about giving. And he said, you know, he said, Pastor, I don't think that I can just give 10 percent. 
I said, well, that's your tithe. And he said, but for me, he said, God has blessed me to, in such a way that if I give 10%, it's not a sacrifice. And I said, wow. He said, I can't just give 10 because that's not a sacrifice for my family. So I have to give more because it's got to cost me something. Listen, it cost Jesus his life to redeem us. And so if, if following him is not costing you something, then maybe you need to reevaluate. If following him, if you look at the sign, I don't know why, but for some reason, I procrastinated enough to wait till the coldest day of the year so far to go change the church sign. And so I was out there yesterday, and it was like the Arctic Circle, and I was changing the church sign. But what does it say? It says, following Jesus is not just behavior modification. It's life transformation. Come on. If, you, if following Jesus is not costing you something, then reevaluate because you might need to come in a little bit closer. And so number four in the mission, the fourfold mission of the church is to be a people who demonstrate God's love and compassion for all the world. We talked about compassion. We talked about uh, Jesus being compassionate, how Corinthians talks about him and says that he was the father of compassion. And so our mission at Community Church is really close to, to this fourth, uh, this number four here, uh, to be a people who demonstrate God's love and compassion. We want to be compassionate for our community. Because let me tell you something. I don't know where you lay your head at night, if it's Shongaloo, Spring Hill, Taylor, Sarepta, Cotton Valley, but all these little towns around here, people kind of give up on. Have you noticed that? And I get really offended uh, when, when I hear people just, just riding off my town. My, you know, my town is Spring Hill, and does it have problems? You, you bet it does, but so does Shreveport. So does Bozier. So does Baton Rouge. So does Washington, D.C. Oh, my. Somebody say, oh, my. <laughs> but listen, so I get upset when somebody points out and says, wow, that little, little problems. Just got, this little town's got all these problems. And I say, what have you done? What have you done to try to solve those problems? What have you done in your community? And so that is just the heart of Community Church North Webster. We literally changed our name to say community because we love our community so stinking much. And every time someone says, well, that little town's just dead. It's just going away. We say, yeah, you know what? The industry may leave, but the souls that are still here matter to Jesus. Come on, can I get a better amen? The souls that are in Spring Hill, the souls that are in all these little towns still matter. And they were worth him going to the cross for. So you better believe that this body of believers that are madly in love with Jesus are going to go chasing after this community with everything we've got. And that's what our mission is. And so let's look at number one. We're going to go over the next few weeks through these, these three loves that Community Church has for its community, for, for all these people that are in our community. And the first one is love big Love big. And, and I got this. I heard a, a, a pastor speaking, and she said this, this phrase, love big. And I thought, I don't even know. I don't understand what that means. Because I had been raised hearing a lot of preachers. There used to be a lot of angry preachers. Y'all remember angry preachers? And sometimes, y'all, I was preaching last year, and I got, a little, I got a little emotional. I got a little hyped up when I was preaching because I was seeing 
so much division in our, in our nation and people that were letting other people just spiritually just lay there and die. And I got frustrated. And I remember I was preaching and I said, you better get down next to them and you better. And I, and I hit the floor and I was like, you better ask, you better tell them, get up. And I'm standing with you. And, and uh, people were like, pastor, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. Are you good? <laughs> You're like, you hit the floor while you were preaching. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. But listen, I remember all these hangry, and we, we call them hellfire and brimstone preachers. And I think that, listen, we're not going to get totally away from that because I want to preach in a way, I want to present the gospel in a way that helps you understand that that is the only way to an eternity with Christ. There's only one way, okay? You can't just love your way into heaven. But I think that we've got to make sure that we're compassionate people like Jesus was. Jesus told them the truth. He said, I am the way. But he loved them where they were at. Come on. He loved them right where they were. And so love big. Uh, um, we used to have a president. He would say love bigly. But we're going to love big. I thought it was a better Trump impression than, than that laugh, but it's okay. I'll work on it. Listen, loving big is showing up, okay? Jesus was known during his ministry time for showing up. What does that mean? being there. Um, when you show up for somebody, that means you're there for that person. Come on. How many of you have ever been, uh, you've been doing something, maybe you had a recital or you had a ball game or something and your parent, you looked up and you saw your parents sitting there and it just gave you that boost. Or you looked up and you saw somebody that, that really mattered to you sitting there or standing there or paying attention that gave you that boost. And uh, my daughter, she played something called buddy ball, and my son played it too. And I tell you what, I, I was so into it, man. I wanted to be a coach. And so I told them, I said, hey, uh, the people that were, that were organizing this whole thing, I said, I will be a coach. And they translated that to the coach. That's not what I said, and I did not feel like the Holy Spirit was moving me to do that, but somehow it happened. And so, and so I, was, I was there, and my son, he gets up to bat. Let me tell you, there's nothing that is more terrifying than a four-year-old with a baseball bat or a three-year-old. That's even worse. There's nothing more terrifying than a three-year-old with a baseball bat, but just being there with my son and my daughter when she was doing that, it meant so much to me. But you know what broke my heart is that even at that young age, there were some kids there, and they were missing people that didn't show up. And it broke my heart, man. As a, listen, I was a kid's pastor for like eight years. I was, Brittany and I were children and youth ministers, and there were children that we we had to show up for it. And listen, we love doing it. And we're so thankful that God called us to do that. But they went through times when mom and dad didn't show up. Let me tell you something. You don't ever get that result with Jesus. Come on, he shows up. And at the, the, the ultimate moment in history where everything was falling apart, he did show up. And so, um, so Jesus had a, had a, he was known for showing up. Oftentimes when people's lives were literally falling apart, crashing to pieces. Come on, we can look at, in Mark, look at Jairus' daughter had just died. Jesus showed up. Come on, when this storm was raging, Jesus showed up. When these people were hungry, Jesus showed up. Jesus shows up. He showed up then, he shows up now. So if we're going to be hands and feet people, we got to show up for folks. What does that mean? That means whenever you see something going on, you don't run away from it. You embrace it. 
When you see something have, somebody having a bad situation, you don't say, well, it's probably your fault. It might be their fault. It probably is their fault. So what? So what? Jesus loves their soul, and so should we. Amen? So loving big is showing up, no matter what the situation is, because the soul matters a lot more than the situation. Come on. And that's something that this church believes in. That's something that, uh, that I wasn't taught. Well, I was taught that as a kid, but maybe I, I, I got away from it because I heard so many people that, that gossiped about situation, situation, situation. Oh, they just, oh, they made that mistake. They made that big problem. doesn't matter what the problem is because we have the solution in our heart, and it's our job to get that solution to them. Amen? The second thing we do that we love big is we stand with. Jesus stood with people. We can look at his example. He celebrated with others. Come on, he went to a wedding. Uh, he wept with others. He defended those who couldn't defend themselves. He was compassionate. Jesus stood with and stands with. We're not going to make sure that you don't get me wrong this morning and think that I'm preaching in past tense because when I say Jesus stood with, I mean when we look at look in our Bibles and read about his ministry, we can read about what he did then, but we can experience what he does now. Amen. Not not he didn't just stand with people then, he stands with us now. Come on, through the Holy Spirit, through that presence of God. And that's a we have such a uh an emphasis on Holy Spirit at this church, and that's why, because when I face situations, I want to make sure that I've got the presence of God there with me. Come on, when I go in, and, and one of the hardest things that I do is, is, as a pastor, is going in when, when tragedy has struck, and I'm going to just tell you, I don't know what to say, Sean. I don't know what to say. When I walk in and there's been a loss or there's about to be a loss, I don't know what to say other than just pray and to pray in the Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, just, just stand with me now as I stand with these folks. And listen, church, you don't have to, listen, you don't have to walk around with a beautiful sermon in your heart. You don't have to walk around with any eloquent words. If you're there for people, that's what matters. Come on, you stand with people. That's what matters. And sometimes what it takes is not a, 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 is not a word. It's just presence. Come on. And so I want this church to get that in our heart. We're going to stand with our community. Celebrate with our community. Celebrate with people. But if it takes weeping with people, we're going to do that too. We're going to be there and love big in that way. And the third thing we do is that, that, that Jesus did was he sowed into okay number one jesus shows up number two he stands with and number three he sows into jesus poured wisdom and teaching into his community he invested time in people and he facilitated growth we do that we do that that's why we love big we lean into our community we serve our community come on and uh, we've been, we've been kind of having these little dream meetings amongst our staff uh, this year uh, already and just dreaming about what are, what, are great, what are great, big, huge, great ways that we can just impact our community, just love our community, just show up for our community in that way and uh, sow into them. Because, listen, when we sow into people, when I, remember when, just a few minutes ago I talked about there being a better way? That's when people understand when you begin to sow into them, hey, there is a better way. 
There's a but you're you are striving and you're and you're suffering and you're just barely scraping by. There is a better way to do this. There's a better way. And so we sow that into our community. We teach them. We pour out that big love. Listen, loving big is not about the biggest giveaways or the most charity. It's about loving people the way Jesus does. We do that. We do that at Community Church North Webster. And listen, again, we'll talk about loving forward in a few weeks, but we teach the gospel, and the gospel is Jesus. The gospel is the announcement that he's risen, that he's king, that his name is above all other names. But there are people out there in our little communities, probably everybody in this town knows the name Jesus, but they may not know his heart. They may not walk with him. They may know who he is. They may know about Jesus because we're a very Christianized place. We're very, we've got a lot of churches in town. We've got streets named after churches in town. But that doesn't mean that everybody in town, in this, in this place, or that all these little places know Jesus personally. So it's our job to love them, to be his hands and feet, and get out there and love them in a way that shines Jesus throughout, through, through this darkness, through darkness that people are living in. Shine with that light that Jesus puts in your heart. That's our job, family. That's our job. And we love big in that way. Come on. Would you stand with me? I know we're getting out of here a little bit early today, um, but that was what was on my heart. And I just want to pray with you about a couple of things uh, really, brief, really briefly. And if I could have at least... Um, one of my worship team come back and back me up for just a minute. Um, I want us to just reflect because I feel like there are some of us here and maybe not so much that you haven't reached out to your community, your neighbors, the people around you, maybe your family. Maybe not so much that you haven't reached out, but maybe you didn't know how. And I think that's something that is a stumbling block for a lot of us. We just don't know what to say. We just don't know what to do. And so I want to pray this morning as we move into, a, into this year. And I'm excited about the cool things that God's going to do, the life-changing things that God's going to do and, and uh, bring improvement and growth in people, into people's lives. Let's pray together that the Holy Spirit reveals ways. Maybe, maybe that's what we've been struggling with. How do we do that? Or, or personally, maybe you've been struggling. How do, I, how do I do that? How do I reach out? So let's just pray right now. If you would just bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's just wait for just a minute. God, I just pray right now that you uh, reveal to us, God, ways that we can reach out to our community. God, ways that we can minister to people that we know personally. If it's in the workplace, God, if it's people that we meet around, that we have interface with. I just pray that you give us ideas, God. Put things on our hearts that we can do to, and, and things that we can say to those that are around us, God, that lead them to your face, that lead them to your truth. God, you're so good. And I want everybody I know to encounter and experience that goodness. God, to know that there is a better way. And I just pray right now that you put that on our hearts. Thank you, Jesus.
God, give us compassion for those all around us. Give us that big love, that heart that looks like yours, Jesus. I believe that some of us in this very moment that God has given us ideas, God given us, uh, he's planted seeds in our hearts of things that we can do <clears throat> and say ways to reach out to our community. But I want to do something before we, before we begin to dismiss. And I want all my prayer warriors in this room to, to stand with me on this. But I want to pray for everyone. We've got a lot of people out right now that are sick. There are other churches in our community that are not meeting right now because so many people are sick. And I just want right now to pray together for healing. Come on, church family, for protection. Jesus, you're so much bigger than a virus. Your name is above COVID. Your name is above influenza, God. Your name is above pneumonia. And I just right now uh, lift up every single person that's got this, that's sick, God, I lift them up to you right now. God, that you bring healing to their body. That, that, you bring, uh, <clears throat> that you bring healing. That you get them back up on their feet, Jesus. God, that those that are, that are suffering with, with COVID, God, that there's no permanent damage in their lungs, God, but that they're completely healed. And, uh, and, and restored. God, I just pray for every household that is affected. God, those that are uh, taking care of others, that you empower them, that you quicken them, Jesus. And I pray for, uh, for our family over at King's Corner, God, for that church. I just pray for everyone that's afflicted there. God, for their pastor, I just lift up uh, Brother Lowe right now to you, Jesus, and his wife right now, that you would bring healing in their body. Come on, church family, that you would bring healing to their body, God, that their ministry could be uh, restored, God, that they could could uh, shepherd their people, God. And I just pray for every associate, every staff member at that church, God, that they, as they lead, God, as they help their pastor, God, bless them protect them. God, bring healing and restore that ministry so that there are people out there that can hear uh, the, the name Jesus through that ministry. God, and I just lift up every other ministry in town, every other ministry right now that's affected in our in our area, God, uh, by COVID and by other things, God, that you restore those things, that you empower them so that your good news could be taught, God, and could be taken uh, to every person in our communities, God. We ask all these things and believe them in the name of Jesus. Come on, church family, can you say with me, amen. Thank you for gathering with us today.